This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Financial Tech and the Guide Rock Capital Management Weekly Commentary for the week of June 24th, 2013. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in Bellevue, Nebraska. And, of course, we post the show, including the written commentary from Andrew, each week out at the AverageGuy.tv. Financial Tech brings you the latest market commentary from the award-winning Andrew Hunt, CFP and president of Guide Rock Capital Management, located right here in Omaha, Nebraska. If you'd like to receive a free copy of the written commentary in advance and you'd get it, a day before the podcast, so you might want to do that. Send us an email. Send it to Andrew, Andrew underscore Hunt at GuideRockCapital.com. And, of course, just put subscribe in the subject line. He will get you added to the list. If you have questions or comments that we can read and answer on the show, we love that when we get those kinds of things. You can send us an email. Again, send that over to Andrew, Andrew underscore Hunt at GuideRockCapital.com. Andrew really loves email, so send that over to him. Of course, you can find us both on Twitter. I am just at Jay Collison, and, he, and Andrew is at Andrew. D. Hunt. Andrew, I'm dressed down for the podcast tonight. I threw on a little Gallup t-shirt. Just uh, We went out and picked up a bike this evening, but uh, great night. Great to see you. How are you? Oh, I am fantastic. Thank you for asking. You know, this is uh, you know this has been one of those weeks where I just have to say I am privileged to watch the markets and uh, and to just kind of sometimes, you know, I, I am an active participant, but also get to sit back and just kind of kind of watch because over the last week, it's kind of like watching the markets. It's kind of like watching a game of telephone where one child speaks into another child's ear and that child speaks into another child's ear. And by the time the last child repeats the original statement, it's transformed into something completely different. Uh, Chairman Ben Bernanke, who we talk about a lot on this show, uh, stepped to the microphone at the press conference after the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee's policy meeting uh, last week and said, quote, as I mentioned, the current level of the federal funds rate target is likely to remain appropriate for a considerable period after asset purchases are concluded. To return to the driving analogy, if the incoming data support the view that the economy is able to sustain a reasonable cruising speed, we will the, excuse me, we will ease the pressure on the accelerator by gradually reducing the pace of bond purchases. However, any need to consider applying the brakes by raising short-term rates is still far in the future. In any case, no matter how conditions may evolve, the Federal Reserve remains committed to fostering substantial improvement in the outlook for our labor market in the context of price stability, end quote. So then his statements filtered through the analysts and managers, through blogs and media outlets, and by the time it reached investors, all they heard is, sell. <laughs> the message rippled through the stock bond and other markets around the world. Markets fell, interest rates rose, particularly in countries like Indonesia, Brazil, Mexico, Turkey, Russia, and Poland. A, a Bloomberg report cited in, in the Washington Post stated the People's Bank of China injected about $8.2 billion into China's financial system in an effort to keep interest rates low. So in, investors' fears uh, were, were really reflected in the CBOE uh, volatility index, the VIX which I'm sure some of you remember from those glory days of 2009 and 2010. Well, the VIX is back. 
Um, it's also known as the investor fear gauge. It measures the market's expectations for volatility during the next 30-day period. And it started the week uh, at 10.2% and finished last week at 19. Uh, according to a Citigroup equity strategist who is quoted in the Wall Street Journal, there are much uh, higher probabilities for market gains when the VIX is sitting between 10 and 15 than when it's in the 20 to 25 range. So will markets settle or will volatility continue? Uh, only time will tell. And as, of course, we've already seen this week, we've seen some volatility start off the week. So pretty interesting stuff. Change gears a little bit here. Um, I've been in California a lot uh, this over the last several weeks, and uh, we've got family out there. And so one of the things I wanted to think about is, is there another housing bubble? Uh, really, is there? Um, the housing market in the United States isn't just recovering, it's recovering, guys. Uh, tight inventory, inventories, few foreclosures, low, low mortgage rates, and rising demand have helped push home prices significantly higher. Year-over-year -year data shows home prices increased by about 15% through the end of May, according to the National Association of Realtors. Uh, that's the strongest year-over-year -year improvement since October 2005 and it marks the 15th month of gains in a row. In many cases, cities that experienced the biggest declines in prices during the housing crisis have realized some of the biggest gains. Double-digit price gains have some believing that the housing market is getting frothy and a new bubble might be forming. Fitch, which is a rating service, recently said home prices, uh, excuse me, said home price gains in some markets are outpacing improvements in underlying fundamentals, which could cause prices to stagnate or fall again. So that begs the question, is it a bubble? It depends on who you ask, but credible sources suggest otherwise. Uh, we talk about The Economist uh, on the show a lot. I love The Economist. It's a great magazine. And according to an article in early June, uh, they said, quote, to qualify as a bubble, an asset must not simply appreciate, it must decouple from its intrinsic value. For houses, The Economist each quarter compares the ratio of prices to household income and rents against their long-run average in 20 countries. We, economists speaking here, have now done the same for the 20 metropolitan areas in the Case-Shiller Index. The verdict? In most markets, houses are at or near their long-run values, but none looks bubbly, end quote. That's from The Economist. One thing that's keeping home prices high is limited supply. The chief economist uh, for National Association of Realtors recently uh, said one way to moderate future price growth is to create additional supply by building new homes. Well, it seems pretty clear from the markets, uh, response to the Fed chairman's comments during the last week, uh, the speculation about bubbles has investors feeling a lot of fear and uncertainty. So this week's quote, uh, is from Ambrose Bierce, uh, the American journalist. It says, It is evident that skepticism, while it makes no actual change in a man, always makes him feel better. Very nice, Andrew. I almost want to quote Ronald Reagan uh, at this, you know, since we're at the end of the podcast and say, well, Andrew, there you go again. Uh, you know, <laughs> we, uh, we see, we, we've talked a lot about the cycles that go on. And of course, we're in that summer cycle where it always seems like the market takes a, a June has traditionally, I, I think you mentioned uh, at some point in time that uh, June has been a, just a disastrous month over the last, I, I don't know if I'd heard that from you or maybe I was reading that. June has traditionally been a disastrous month for the market. Uh, any thoughts on that? 
Well, yeah, we've mentioned it on this show, that whole, uh, that old traders adage, sell in May and go away. Um, and it sure feels like it's kind of predictable. The last three years, if you've been watching the markets, uh, you know, very precipitous run-ups in, in the spring and then the summer hits and, and all of a sudden we see kind of a meltdown. So yeah. it sure feels like there's a pattern there. It does. And I like the word bubbly at the end of that the quote. None, uh, but none looks bubbly. <laughs> so good stuff, Andrew. Well, hey, you know, uh, I, I do want to let folks know if uh, if you've got any questions or comments, Andrew would love to answer those for you. I mean, uh, he, this is what he does. This is what he loves to do. He does it all day long. He does it morning and night, and we'd love to hear from you. If you've got any questions, uh, you can get in contact with Andrew. You can just send him. Easiest way to do that is just send him an email Andrew underscore Hunt at GuideRockCapital.com, and he would love to answer those for you. If you're new to podcasting or listening to podcasts and you're looking for an easy way to do it each week, I talk about this at the end of the show each week, but Stitcher is a great way to do it. Stitcher is available on any browser as well as both Android or iPhone platforms, just pretty much any phone that's out there. It's a great way to listen to the podcast at home and on the road. This show and all the past shows are on Stitcher. Stitcher.com, just head out there and get that. You can get it in the Android or the iPhone store as well. Search Financial Tech. It's education for your ears. And be sure to visit Guide Rock Capital at uh, guiderockcapital.com. Follow Andrew on Twitter. He's just Andrew D. Hunt. You get all the show notes for this show out at theaverageguy.tv slash FT033 for this show, show 33. Now, Andrew and I say thanks for listening, and we'll catch up with you next week. Remember, be smart about your investing. GuideRock Capital Management, Inc., or GuideRock, is a registered investment advisor that is registered with the state of Nebraska and located in Omaha, Nebraska. GuideRock and its representatives are in compliance with the current registration requirements imposed upon investment advisors in the states in which they maintain clients. GuideRock may only transact business in those states in which it is registered or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. Important information describing GuideRock's business operations, services, and fees can be viewed on the SEC's website at www.advisorinfo.sec.gov. GuideRock will provide Form ADV Part 2, which serves as the firm's disclosure document to all clients. Copies of Form ADV Part 2 are also available to interested parties upon request. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No current or prospective clients should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product made reference to directly or indirectly on this video, website, or indirectly via hyperlink or any affiliated third-party website will be profitable or equal to past performance levels.